Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. Uh, My next guest is Dale Robinette. And um, he has a, a company uh, called RevX Formula. RevX Formula. They help businesses scale uh, on a, with a predictable and profitable growth strategy formula. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that. How do you grow and scale your business and profits and the value of your business? Something I think a lot of you will find very, very interesting. Dale, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks uh, for, for uh, uh, agreeing to speak with us for about 20 minutes today on what you do and, and how you do it. It's very interesting. I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile here and just uh, wanted to hear a little bit more about your background and how you came to, uh, to start uh, the, working with the RevX formula and, and what you do for folks. Yeah, thanks for that. So, you know, I, my entire career, I grew up in corporate America. And my entire career, I was paid on growth and specifically year-over-year growth. So I started in sales, and uh, all my commission was based on how much I grew my my territory. And then I went into sales management, and, of course, it's the same. And then I went into general management, and, of course, it's the same. And then as a CEO, it's the same. And so my point is, is that my entire career i've spent trying to really figure out what is the formula to grow a company and why is it important and so that's what the revx formula does it really it's a it's a lifelong journey for me of trying to figure out how to grow and for me growth is about exponential growth so um, i love working with companies that want to 10x their number in the next three to five years that's that's how i'm wired Excellent. Well, a lot of our listeners, Dale, are people that are thinking about their exit from their business. And, you know, probably quite a few of them have maybe gone to a, uh, a business broker or talked to somebody or maybe even got an offer from someone and said, you know, I I just can't sell for that. And so a lot of times we we tell people, hey, you need to grow your way out of this business. So you're not going to, if you can't sell and, you know, pay taxes and live on what you're going to get today, then you have a specific job to do. Uh, what are some of the, the key tenets that, that uh, our listeners should be thinking about as they, as they look at, you know, where they are right now uh, and, and what are the key things they should be looking at to think about fixing that and growing, like you say, on an exponential basis? Can you just give us some of your best tips? Yeah, sure. And, you know, let's face it. Um, I used to do acquisitions for uh, – I was part of the acquisitions teams for uh, Tyco. And we were – you know, that's what we did. And and when you look at 
what companies are looking to acquire, um, you know, it's it's around growth. Uh, the, the majority of line items, even though they may show up as something a little bit different, it all revolves back to growth. And that's why, you know, why do corporations drive so hard on growth? It's because it does increase the value of the business. And what I'll tell you really quick, so my, my focus is actually on in two areas. It's for companies that want to scale or companies that want to prepare for the sale. And what, uh, like I had a friend of mine who uh, he was interested in growing his business. We put together a plan and it was interesting when it was all said and done, he said, you know what? I just don't have the energy uh, to do all that anymore. I'm burned out. I want out. And so we bundled it. We actually packaged the company with this growth strategy, you know, this roadmap, and we sold the company, and it was a $10 million SaaS company that he got $30 million for. He got two extra turns just for the plan. And so wow. why do you do it? You, you, put it? you put it together so that companies that are looking at acquiring you, when you think about it, what are, what are companies paying for? They're paying for your future. And if, you're, if your company is slowing down, uh, then you have to assume that that's going to continue uh, in out years. So they're going to pay you some predictable number less, right? They're just going to assume it's just going to continue to trend down. If it's trending up, they're going to go the opposite way. So if you can demonstrate that, um, it, you know, you can actually get some extra uh, turns on it. So that's what's interesting for me is how do you do that? And, and if you look at the line items, like if you look at what companies are looking when they acquire you, what are the areas that they're looking to actually buy you or assess you on? One is cash flow, right? Do you have recurring cash flow? The other, and, and, and predictable cash flow, hence growth. The second one is company size and growth rate specifically, right? So then you get into market size and growth rate. All of this is growth rate. Then market share, guess what, growth rate. Do you have some kind of differentiation, barrier to entry? Well, how do you demonstrate that? based on your growth rate. And it's, it just goes on and on like that. Your sales and marketing, they look and see if you have the right sales and marketing processes. Well, how do you demonstrate that? Based on your sales. Are your sales growing? And, mm-hmm. and so all these different areas, and this is the part that people don't realize is how are people looking at their businesses and what, what's important to them? So, you know, and there's, a, a, of course, a whole list of them that, that people will consider uh, when they when they look at your company. Sure, sure. So that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we we always talk about that. That you know, if you're going to uh, if you're going to go to market, you you can't uh, assume that they're going to imagine they're you know how you that you've been in your business for 20 years, um, you know, are, are growing your business. And maybe there are some strategies that you're, you've left on the table that you just can't get to or you can't afford to to implement but someone else can and uh so the more that you can paint that picture uh, the, the better uh, chances are you're going to get somebody excited about your business right that's that's literally it um you know the truth is if you think about right now who's out hunting with the most money you know it's private equity probably at at, at the top mm-hmm. of that list and what is private equity has i won't say an unlimited amount of money but certainly an, a lot of money available for good businesses and so they, they don't mind. They're, they're looking for the opportunity where they can just throw money at something against a plan that, that looks feasible. 
So the idea of putting together like a company roadmap, a product roadmap or an offering roadmap is interesting for them. You know, if you can demonstrate that you have a plan to actually drive scalability of the business, that's interesting for them because they're going to pay for the future of the business. And if it just requires them to put money in it, that's what they're listening for. And so if you have a plan in place, like my friend's company, they, they bought into the plan. They believed in the plan. And they said, yeah, we, and they paid more money for that just, just because of that plan. And what I'll say is in hindsight, he's now been out of that business for about seven years. They actually executed to that plan. They hit the numbers we said they could hit if they, put, if they invested in that area. So, mm-hmm. it, and so that's, that's interesting. So anyway, that's why a lot of times, uh, you know, it, it depends on the stage of the company and where the, the, the seller of the company might be uh, on where they're, where they're going to, you know, where they want to take it. But, you know, it, it always makes sense to put together that strategy around growth is what I'll tell you. And then the other part of it is, to me, there's two elements that they're looking at when they acquire the company. And these are the two areas that we work on. One, just creating a healthy business. You know, they want to buy a company that has, you know, great management and is running well, uh, you know, has great customer uh, diversification, um, you know, all the, mm-hmm. the HR functions are, are in alignment. Uh, customer satisfaction, like net promoter scores, are, are in alignment. They have excellent books. So there's, there's things that we have to clean up, right, legal, um, you know. So how do you do that? And so we have tools that we put in place to actually help a company get prepared for, again, scaling or, or for sale. And they're the same. They, they truly are the same. Um, it's just, again, why? Because that's what companies are looking for when they want to sell. And that's what healthy companies do is they, they get prepared to scale. Yeah, very interesting, very interesting stuff. And it's, it reiterates a lot of what we've, we've talked about over the years with business owners is that you have to really um, get real with uh, what the issues and problems are. Don't, don't pretend they're going to go away because there's a process called due diligence and they will, they will likely find these issues sooner or later. You don't want it to happen, you know, six months into a, uh, an arduous uh, due diligence process. Uh, so exactly. when, when we talk with when we talk with business owners and when you talk with business owners, um, uh, you know how how many times do you find that owners just kind of have their head in the sand and they're not um, paying attention to some of these things? And uh, and when you bring it up, they're just like, oh, you know that 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 doesn't matter. We're not going to have to worry about that. But you know that they're really big issues that they need to deal with. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting question, and we of course run into that. The biggest the, the biggest thing is 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 that do they have the drive? Do they have the desire? Do they have a strong purpose or why uh, that they're driving toward? And if they have that, a lot of times they will start taking advice around how to improve what their ultimate goal is. And so they have to have that kind of the BHAG, that big goal out there that's that's mm-hmm. really driving them. And they, they have to recognize that if they want to get there, they probably have to do something different. And if they buy into that, then they're, they're probably coachable. Um, and so, but they, you know, it's one of those, I've been in business for 15 years. 
Uh, I've been able to get this business to this level. We've been bouncing around around this uh, around this revenue level, uh, or we have moderate growth, which I find often. Um, you know, but in order, I'm looking at an exit, or I'm looking to scale. And quite honestly, I'm not sure how to prepare for that. So if they buy into that and they actually recognize that that they need some outside support and they're open to actually executing on it, it's actually very, uh, you know, it's it's very reasonable to get these companies there. They just have to be open to it. And then, of course, the next step is it's not just the the, the CEO or the owner; it's the team. You got to get the team bought in. You know, I, I work with a I work with a group uh, in the LA area, and the truth is. It took a while. We we were really stagnant until we got the team bought in. We needed to work on their purpose and their why and why this was important to them uh, before we really were able to move the needle. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. One of your uh, services in the RevX formula is executive team professional development. Um, can you tell us a little more about that? What what are you finding out there? Um, our uh, executive teams um, showing uh, well. Uh, when when it comes to a a sales situation, uh, it, what what are some of the things that they can do to develop? And I know you and I are big believers in groups like Vistage Worldwide for for development. But what else can they do to help develop their uh, executive team? Yeah, so that is a a large portion of what we do. We spend uh, so we meet as a as an executive team and in an executive offsite once a quarter. That's kind of our cadence. Uh, and then we meet weekly, driving the initiatives that we've identified in those quarters. And the we spend about a half the day in that executive offsite, just driving the business we're running today, meaning taking care of the issues uh, at hand and building the the business and and tackling the the challenges that they're running into. The second half of the day is we identify early on, kind of self-identify. We have an assessment that we put them through. And the areas that need the most attention inside the organization. So then we'll spend the second half of the day introducing in uh, best practices. And mm-hmm. this is all based on research um, that, we, that we've acquired over the years. And, uh, you know, what are the best practices that companies uh, should apply? And the way, the way that I, I, I introduce this in is that I try to do it in a way where we can retain the culture. Uh, if you disrupt their culture, especially if they have a good culture, um, it can be really challenging. So the point is, is while we're introducing in these best practices, we allow them to, to, to take and leave what works for their business. Um, you know, like I did one recently for uh, a meeting cadence. I think meeting cadence is the heartbeat of the business. And there's a lot of bad meetings, which is why people hate going to meetings. Uh, but they're crucially important to driving a business forward. And it was interesting. This company actually had pretty good meeting cadence. Like, I didn't, I didn't really have a lot of issues with it. And I discussed it with the CEO. And he said, we'd still like to see what are the best practices. And what we did is we allowed them, we introduced them the best practices. And, and they kind of pick and choose, you know, what they want uh, to apply into their, uh, into their cadence. And that's kind of the recipe that I found works from a culture point of view to make sure that they're able to retain their culture and drive the business the way they want to drive their business. At the end of the day, I don't really care as long as they're applying basic principles. So that's the coaching or the, the, the executive education piece of it is just introducing these best practices and then getting the buy-in uh, into the organization uh-huh. to that, so that we're applying it and driving it forward. 
Yeah, yeah. So communication is the key, it sounds like there. And, you know, one of the things that um, I, I get asked a lot is um, how do I how do I make sure that my sale situation or my transfer of ownership isn't derailed by one of these key people deciding they don't want to work for the new owner and, and taking off? Are there, you know, is, is executive retention important for owners to be thinking about on the way to the sale or transfer of ownership of their company? Yeah, and it's interesting. There's a statistic out there that says how important uh, executive education is as far as retention. And so as long as they're learning and developing, people will stick around. Uh, so that is an element of it. But I'll say this, uh, as it relates to the people sticking around, um, you know, on the way, my friend, on a way to signing his documents, literally he and his wife were in the vehicle, they called me. And they said, hey, listen, uh, we've been told that we should give a million dollars to our employees. And I said, okay. And I said, he said, we're, we're questioning whether we have to do that. And I said, well, what are, you, are, what are you doing? And they were literally on their way to sign the documents. And my, my, my consultation was, look, if you want to give a million dollars away, give them a million dollars. If you think that you owe them the million dollars for some reason, I said, did you ever offer it? He says, no. I said, do you have anything writing? I said, no. Do you ever offer it verbally? No. I said, if you want to do that, do it. And he said, well, they, they thought that it was important for retention. And I said, but you're selling the business in an hour. Retention is now owned by the buyer, right? Let them come up with a million dollars. So my point is, my point is, is that, you know, look, early on, if they had said, you know, in, in the early parts of when they started to put the company up for sale and these people were possibly going to get interviewed by the buyer, I may say, yeah, you may want some kind of a retention. But when you're driving to sign the final documents, unless you want to give away a million dollars, I won't give away a million dollars. And so there is some ownership on the buying side, and I was always on the buy side. In it's it's kind of their ownership. How do you how do they keep uh, the people? What are they going to put in place to retain uh, to retain your employees? You know, let's face it. There's some bad buyers out there. There are some bad companies that you don't want to work for out there, and that's on them. If they if they're going to chase them away because of you know some practices that aren't exactly in, in alignment with the existing culture, that's not on you anymore. So that's, that's my two cents. I, I just think that you can do some things to try to keep them around, give them some kind of an earnout or something, but those are early stage things that you do, uh, mm-hmm. not late stage. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. If you want to help motivate the employees, especially if you like, as you say, you know, you're going into a, a scaling growth oriented situation and especially if if you want those employees to do more work act like owners uh, you know cut them in on something but but not when the deal's been sealed uh makes that makes a lot of sense uh we're running short on time dale but uh, uh just in the last next couple minutes how do our listeners find out more about you to to figure out if they want to you know work with you or or get in touch yeah, thanks for that. So my uh, my website is just dalerobinette.com. So that that will get them there, and there should be a way to uh, kind of get started there. We have three steps or four steps to uh, to kind of engage. We have some early assessments that we do on companies to make sure that it's a fit for them and a fit for us. 
Um, and so we, we put them through uh, some exercises. Out of those exercises, they'll, they'll be able to determine and we'll be able to determine uh, whether we can actually help them grow uh, and what that might look like or prepare them for the sale and what that might look like. It'll literally specifically call out how they can get there and areas that they need, they need some development, which helps us then assess are these, are these areas that we want to, we, we want to dig into. Very exciting stuff. Again, it's DaleRobinette.com, R-O-B-I-N-E-T-T-E.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, go there, check it out. Uh, give Dale a call, see if he can help you. There's there's no reason why not to. You might be able to uh, scale your business, and that's what, again, a lot of our, as we started the conversation, a lot of our listeners are saying, you know, I guess I need to grow my way uh, out of this business uh, if, uh, if I'm really going to um, sell it, transfer it. Can't hurt you in any any way to grow and sell uh, or grow and uh, scale up your business. So, Dale, I want to thank you for your time today. Really appreciate it. Hope uh, we get to talk again sometime in the near future. Sounds good. Thank you very much for the time today. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 